What is freedom? If you had to define it, if I stuck it to you right now, define freedom for me. A lot of you would be kind of reeling of like, I don't, I don't know. Don't make me think today, John. Just tell me. Of like, no, no, really, it's a good exercise. Freedom means no one else can enslave you. They can't control you. It doesn't mean that you're completely free from suffering. It doesn't mean that you're going to uh, uh, be able to sit back, having to do nothing with no hard work or responsibilities, and everything is just given to you, though some people think that that's freedom. I have the right to have everything without any pain or suffering. When early settlers would cross the ocean to eke out a life here, they had untold amounts of dangers. They would have to set up homesteads and build houses by their own sweat and wisdom, and maybe they'd get overrun and killed in their sleep by Indians, or they would have some type of pestilence that overtook them, or they would starve. And so it didn't mean that everything was handed to them on a silver platter. It meant through wisdom and hard work that they could change their stars, that they were free uh, from their fellow man being able to enslave them or keep them down. No one was hindering their opportunity to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness except their own effort and intelligence. So that's what it really meant to be free. Now, I want all of us to be free in the largest possible way. But kind of the thesis of where we're driving at here is freedom isn't something that just naturally happens to you. You don't get to just declare, I'm free in every single area of life. So I want all of us to be free maximally in every area. So for instance, here's finances. You could be free conceptually in all these other ways, and you could have political freedoms, but you're working three jobs. You can barely make ends meet, and if you stop being a, just an absolute slave to that awful schedule, you're not going to be able to pay your bills. And so you may be idealistically free, but effectually, you're not free at all. So just like you could be financially in bondage, you could be in bondage morally, educationally, uh, from a living standpoint, you, you could have literal chains on you and be enslaved in that way. There's all kinds of different ways that we can be enslaved. Some of you are enslaved to addiction. And you may be politically free, but you're not free from that thing that's destroying and ruining your life. I want all of us to be maximally free because if you are maximally and fully free, you're harder to enslave later. We always have to be uh, protecting our freedom and enjoying our freedom and the exercise of our freedom. And we gain more and more freedom or harder to enslave later. That is basically the thesis. We're going to unpack all of that today. It's the John Lovell show and we're getting into it. Here we go. All right, guys, before we get in too deep, let's get to the shameless plug. John, today's shameless plug is the IFAC. We released those a couple months ago. They are back in uh, inventory. Tell us about it. Boom, here it is. And it is amazing. It's the med kit all the other med kits are talking about. So it can mount to the back of a belt like so uh, through this if it's molly weave or you can run the belt in between here, which is a great little compartment. Uh, the cool part is, is the tourniquet is up top. So it's not interfering with, this sit with you sitting down and it's crushing the tourniquet over and over and working a bunch of debris into it. And the pull tab is the scissors. So you yank the scissors and the full kit comes out just like so. 
and then it's readily available with all of your stuff. You don't want a bunch of hook and pile tape or anything else that's making it hard to get at all the contents. This is a very well thought through pouch. Love it. It is highly adjustable so that if you're worried about it just falling off or tension, you're able to strap this down even tight so it's very hard to pull or very loose to pull and it comes in all kinds of different colors like uh, you would want it to match your war belt. But this thing is hot. It sold out immediately when we launched it and now we've got like 400 in stock. So rush the door, visit warriorpostsociety.com, get your IFAC. They come either empty or already with the contents. And so if you want to get one with contents, select that, visit our site, appreciate the support. You will absolutely love this. So it's great. And you can also switch it. So it's ambidextrous. You can pull from other time and there's a tab on this side too. Uh, so yay for that. Tell us, John, how do we actually live free? I read the Declaration of Independence today in its totality, and then I went over to the Bill of Rights, and I was looking at that as well, the freedom of speech and press and assembly and religion and the things that the government is not allowed to do to do all this stuff. And then you got the big tech oligarchy of like, don't mind if we encroach on freedom and completely control the flow of information and news and censor anybody with a dissenting viewpoint. And by the way, we found out the government has been wildly involved and complicit and even commanding social media to censor even sitting members of Congress, kicking off sitting presidents of the United States. And there's just such rampant corruption going on. And all of it is aimed at the very core tenets of freedom, of like freedom of speech. And then you have the Second Amendment, uh, that freedom of the right to keep arms. All power ultimately comes from the barrel of a gun. It's uh, Mao Zedong, right? Yep. If you think about freedom uh, and you think about power, all laws are ultimately enforced at the barrel of a gun. They are. If they I are. don't pay my property taxes and be like, hey, this is my house. I'm like, you owe us property tax. I'm like, why? It's mine. It's like because of all these local municipal roads and sewers and stuff. But I'm like, but I pay local municipal and state taxes separately. Why am I continue being prop taxed on the property? Ultimately, I have that stand. I'm like, no, I own this land. I own this house. Ultimately, they're going to seize my property. If I refuse to leave, eventually people will show up with guns and kill yep. me if I don't give them money. Uh, and so everything is ultimately all powers undergirded uh, with a gun. And so I'm not saying don't pay your taxes or anything else like that. I'm just giving a thought experiment uh, to that end. Uh, because the Bill of Rights is supposed to instill certain natural rights and the government's not allowed to encroach on these things, uh, and the founders found that the Second Amendment was so important, they put it number two, you should not give government entities which are prone to corruption carte blanche on all force and violence. So you keep your guns. and But I see that being attacked, and that's being virulently, vir, virulently, virulently, it's a word I read, but nobody oh. ever says, so I'm, like, Dude, I'm realizing right now, I have no idea how to say <laughs> We need subtitles. I don't virulently. know either. I, I read See, that I, word as well. It's I don't tricky because I, I read the word, I'm like, oh, there it is, and I've said it perfectly in my head, but now I go to say it. <laughs> Virulently. Virulently. Oh, sounds like a gun. <laughs> it sounds like a color. Yeah. I don't know how to talk words do good. But you're on a Say roll. <laughs> words are hard. This is the danger with reading old books by brilliant thinkers of like, I'll just parrot that word they said. And then you realize, wait, they're smart. 
And I'm an idiot. I don't no even one know uses phonics. big words anymore. <laughs> so, so beware reading uh, heady works, right? Uh, I had mentioned in uh, stealing away freedom, gaining toward that. It's not something that just naturally happens and falls in your life. It's really freedom of opportunity and all the roadblocks of tyranny and enslavers are cleared out for you, meaning you have a path where tyrants are not allowed to tread so you can do as well as you choose to. I wanted to point out some ways that you guys and I can work to seize our own personal freedom. And as we become more and more personally free, we're harder to enslave in any other ways. If you don't grow in all these different areas that I'm about to enumerate in your personal freedoms, you're extremely easy to enslave by would-be rulers. So if we gain personal freedom like that, then we actually have something to offer everyone else in the big fight for freedom. This mm -hmm. whole topic is coming off the uh, off of my preparation to go speak in Washington, D.C. this week at Young Americans Foundation. And so there's all kinds of Fantastic. big political bigwigs and yeah. doctors and Congress people and presidential candidates. And so I'm hey, right there. Hey, John, tell us about your thumbnail. What thumbnail did they pick for, for Yaf? Uh, this is great, guys. You need to know this. So, guys, before jumping on and doing this show today, we were looking at Young America's Foundation, and there's all these, like, suits, and they're looking good and looking clever and smart and these public <laughs> figures. And then you scroll down and you see me. Hey, get the John. I'm rolling dirty in multi-cam with a helmet, night vision, and an AR-15 looking like I'm about to go stack bodies, and everyone else is, like, suit and power tie, you know? I love it, man. I, that's the right picture for you. But now some of these guys are looking like, okay, this is very respectful. What is that? <laughs> He's not coming like that, right? He's the Second Amendment guy. He must I, be. <laughs> I guess he'll say something about uh, Second Amendment. Uh, anyway, so I'm preparing to speak on this kind of subject. And so you guys are going to hear a little bit of precursor of the speech. Now, this is more conversational. And so mm -hmm. I don't have everything wired tight, buttoned down when I go through and enumerate these points. But this is kind of what I had working so far. One is you need to avoid debt. Uh, and you really need to press going off that, not just getting in debt, but some type of financial freedom. Imagine you lived in China. Oh, uh, they have all these lockdowns, have social credit scores. So if you say something the government doesn't like, they'll shut off your social media. They won't allow you to travel more than a few miles from your house, or maybe you're not even allowed to leave your house, or they turn off your bank accounts, and so now you can't do groceries. You are completely under the thumb of the Chinese government. If you don't do exactly what they say, we'll starve you to death. There's nothing you can do, or just black bag, you disappear, and nobody sees you ever again. That's the state of what happens in China right now. It's come out, leaked, and then it's squashed so that you don't really know what's happening. And of course, we're not saying anything about it because it looks to our ruling betters, as they would uh, think of themselves, that's the template. That's what we want to do. Didn't they lock people in their homes during yeah, COVID? Absolutely. In their apartment buildings? Absolutely. They, like bars on the outside? That's nuts. Yeah, and man. there's one of them that uh, burnt down. People couldn't get out. That's just nuts. Out. Yep. So uh, anyway, you think of that. What if in the future, they just shut off your banking account of like, nope, we don't like the way you're playing ball. And it just sees all that. Well, now you can't feed your family. You can't take care of basic necessities. And though you have this moral principled stand on what freedom means, you have to be like, all right, should I fight for freedom or should I feed little Susie, my starving six-year-old with a distended belly? I'm like, no, 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 they've got you by the balls. 
You can't do anything because you didn't have enough financial freedom to make a stand for freedom, right? And so what that means to me is of like, don't be in a position where they can literally turn off all of your wealth. You know, like that means not all your money should be in the bank and you should have Mm. food storage on supply of like, yeah, you can shut off all my stuff and I can still feed my family for a year or two or something like that. If I've got a financial freedom, I'm not so laden down with debt. Now, for some of you are like, well, John, I'm not in that place. I'm like, that's okay. Wherever you are, great. Let's do small little steps over a long period of time. I was, I was extremely deep, just uh, neck deep in debt uh, years back. We spent our life savings on the mission field, and we came back and we we're eking out a living, and the cost of living it had skyrocketed in the years we'd been gone, yeah. and we didn't know. And we lived in this big house, and then we moved into this tiny little apartment, and we were trying to homeschool our kids, and we couldn't afford to do that. And so, but we were doing it anyway. And as a result, because of our conviction about uh, raising our own kids and educating them and not giving them to the government schools to educate, we ended up going pretty deep debt. And I was a slave to work and that was awful. And it was quite a pit that we had to climb out of. And so I've got nothing but empathy, but I'm just saying, even though it's hard, you got to do it. That's part of what a free man does is we, we end up doing that. The early pioneers, uh, we were talking before we went in, just brainstorming some of this. If they would move over, they were destitute, you know, they were meal to meal. They would yeah. starve during the winter. And some of these early colonies, they didn't even survive some of the harsh winters. Crops would fail and entire communities would disappear. It'd become a ghost town, whether they were carried off and killed by Indians, which happened a decent amount, or they just couldn't feed themselves and disease would break out. It was hard, but they lived and died free, right? Uh, but in, yep. in start of that, if you're trying to constantly build freedom, so it's like you can be freedom in like six-point font, and we want to be so good at freedom and pursuing that, that we're freedom in 225 you know, bold face <laughs> font. It's like freedom's growing. And that's the whole goal. That was a weird analogy, but I think you guys listened to that. was good. I followed that. You got yeah. a picture of it. You've like, yep, you're you're, you're 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 hey. free and you start here, but we grow our personal. And you freedom. could say the word too, unlike the previous word we couldn't say. That's right. So mm-hmm. there you go. You're nailing it, John. Very good. Uh before what most of human history knows is the king. The king owns all land and you don't own any land. Therefore Really, personal property rights don't exist either because that's personal property on the king's land. And so by, you know, de facto, you are owned from the king, uh, by the king. You can only get so far. And if it's like, actually, no, I'm going to increase all your taxes to such and such, which is a seizure of this. I'm going to give it to this noble I owe a favor to who's good in battle and whatever. You didn't have any recourse. And whether it's a king or it's a tyrannical government, They owned all of it. And so it's pretty revolutionary Mm -hmm. idea that people would have the right to own their own land and property. And some people crossing the Atlantic just wanted the opportunity to set up their own little house that they built on their own little plot of land, and they may suffer immensely for it, but they had their own homestead, and they were able to provide for their own without significant interference and enslavement from a foreign or local power. And so that was the dream. It's the freedom of opportunity, so to speak. And so I would say, okay, avoid debt and get financial freedom. That's important. I'd encourage you to uh, homestead. I think homestead's real cool. It's so weird 
to even bring that up because I'm like, man, what has happened that that I'm saying something like that? I'm like, no, I've come to understand that the homestead is like the the greatest picture of functioning freedom. That that's what mm. they aim for is they they all desired a homestead, a little track of land in their own home, and they could haunt and they could grow and they could do whatever they wanted, whether they win or whether they fail, they died and lived free. But their idea of freedom is I'll get a little spot of land, a little cabin, everyone will leave me alone and I can be free. But it was the homestead. Yeah. Now, what I realize is we're so plugged into our institutions of as soon as we're hungry, we go through a drive through or we go to a restaurant or we go to a grocery store. And if I wasn't able to either pay for that or those resources weren't available, what would we do? You eat up the mm -hmm. three days of food in your pantry and then you're you're cooked. I'm so dependent, like a slave, on all those institutions for my daily bread. How free can I possibly be when I'm dependent on that? And so the idea is, is uh, you want wealth, but wealth, you don't, you can't eat your wealth. You know, wealth is meant to get you something that keeps you alive. Of like, I, I have the hope that I can trade my wealth for food and shelter. But what if you could own all that stuff, then you wouldn't really need wealth as much. Imagine that you had cows and goats and you grew your own food and you did so well at that, you didn't actually need money to go buy groceries or anything else like that. And you own your house. And so that's the goal of like, I'd love that. If that type of person will be impervious to all kinds of bullying, they don't need the matrix around them or the supply chain or the regular income. I've got uh, somebody I know, he just lives on a few thousand dollars a year. What? Yeah. I think he said something crazy like $800 a year. No. Something stupid. What? Yeah, it's because he's he's off grid. He's completely off grid. Hmm. All the things they have, they either own or they barter for. But does he have out. a family? Does wow. he have a family? He does have a family. How big is a family? I don't, curious. See, I don't know. I don't know. Because as you're talking, the thing that occurs to me is that in order to have a homestead, you need family. Um, you know, you need hands to help make it function. And uh, and the drumbeat that we get from society right now is that family's bad. The family is not yeah. the dream. Yeah. Uh, that's actually in the way to the dream, which is some sort of alone, autonomous existence yep. with only uh, big daddy government. It's bad messaging, and it flows perfectly into our next point. If you want to be free, you got to be educated. And notice, I'm not saying schooling. And in fact, I'm seeing more and more schooling is the opposite of education. So when I say education, don't think school. Government schools are not your friend. They're not trying to educate you and give you better critical thinking and logic and teach you sales and all this other stuff. Of Typically, you're just logging massive amounts of time. You're, you're learning about how evil white people are, and you're learning uh, about systemic oppression, and you're learning uh, about weird gender stuff, uh, but you don't, you're learning common core math, which is the greatest waste of time ever, uh, which is not teaching mathematics. Uh, whole, the goal is not mathematics. It's wasted time, and I think to demoralize and kill love of learning with ridiculous just page after page uh, stupidity. Mm. Uh, I think the goal is to oftentimes kill a young child's love of learning. Uh, but you got to be careful with education. We want to be exposed to really good ideas. We want to have logical minds that are capable of critical thought so that we can call out those who are tasked with educating us and say, hey, this is not right. And these are the things, the reasons why it's not right. 
And this is morally wrong as well. But a highly educated people will keep their governments in check and they will help fuel revolutions and reformations. That's why any tyrant that wants to rise up and seek control, the very first thing they do is seize the guns and silence the intelligentsia. If you can get the academics, the thought the leaders thinkers. who mm-hmm. don't agree with you, if you can silence them, then opposition is gone. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they'll take the guns and they will silence the intelligentsia. That's the uh, courageous, principled thinkers. Then instead, they'll have thinkers who can be uh, bought off or, or are highly seduced by the propaganda machinations that you're turning on the populace at large. Uh, beware social media. Did y'all see that? Uh, what was the name of that Facebook? Um, it was like a document, The Social Experiment. Uh, what is the social network? The social network. Yeah, on Netflix. Do you remember what that was about? Yes, yeah, yeah. It talked about how... Wait, are you talking about the one that the creation of Facebook or the one how you are manipulated no, by... No, that one, the second yes. one. Uh, I think it's... We, we'll, we'll find the title of it. But yeah, it talks about how each of the social medias are used to lure you back in yeah. and to keep you engaged. Yep. And so they put you in a place where you're constantly going for more endorphins, basically. Right. And uh, it, it's not just for fun and games. There right. is more to it. It's rewiring your brain mm-hmm. with dopamine hits in a highly yeah. seductive and addictive kind of way to keep you plugging in this and you're being tilted toward entertainment stuff. It's not just better news, better stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like the Chinese TikTok versus the American TikTok is two wildly different feeds. Young kids in China see, you know, little girls playing violins skillfully or solving Rubik's Cubes real fast. And ours is half-naked minors twerking to some weird, you know, like just keeps going or stupid cat videos or people getting hit in the nuts with wiffle ball bats. I immediately said that last one. I'm like, I like that though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm like, John has been I, programmed. I must've fallen victim to massive amounts of time wasting. Like right. education is one thing, the seeking of truth, but a lot of the things that we run into is we're just being programmed. Yeah. We're receiving the programming that whoever's dishing out. See, the thing with education is if you are educated, you will find the truth and the truth will set you free. And this is the exact opposite thing that your ruling elites want for you. Mm -hmm. They want you to be a stupid cog in a machine entertaining yourself for hours and hours on end, so into your own pleasure that you never think to look outside and realize your freedom is dying, bleeding out, a death of a thousand cuts. And so not only do you not notice it, you never even challenge them. That's the goal. That's what's happening. Mm -hmm. You need to wake up. Right. Let's go into something else now. Uh, we said avoid debt and so find financial freedom. Homestead is kind of like a holistic freedom. It, it's almost the bedrock that America was built on was the homestead. Then we started populizing into major cities. And so it's a newer phenomenon where the homestead has lost its place and we moved into cities. But know that that was the thing before. It's not just something weird, um, hippies and communes. And granola folks and uh, stuff for people like, no, that, that's like a bedrock. That's how all of human populations have lived for all of time up into the industrialized revolutionary, uh, revolutionary present, right? And so uh, understand that's really important. Education is a third piece where we need to exert our freedom. If you uh, are educated, then you are mentally free. Here's a fourth one. Firearms. 
Never, ever give them up. It is the failsafe of all freedoms disappear if you don't have some type of ability to resist. Remember, all power, all people that are taken in slavery of any kind, it's done through power, and ultimately all power derives itself from force, right? And so you don't cede the battlefield to evil players who want nothing more than control. They'll never live and let live. You'll be like, can I just be left alone? No. That's not what tyrants have done ever. They never will let you do that. And so you have to keep firearms because you love fellow man and you recognize without it, freedom will fall. Freedom will fall. You may not need them now. You will need them later. When will you really need firearms? Uh, Not long after you give them all up. Massacre of Wounded Knee with the Indians. That massacre happened right on the heels of them giving up their guns to the federal government. Yep. Historical lesson. That's how it went. Never give them up. All right, uh, let's see. That's four. Let's go into a fifth one. This is um, a, a different, but all the more real. Uh, and that's say, don't be a slave to sin. Uh, you could also insert appetite. Somebody who is enslaved to heroin addiction is not free. Every, every I don't know, I'm, I'm not into heavy drugs, uh, but every so often, Hunter is. you know, whether it's eight hours or two days, de- whatever, you got to get your fix. And if you don't, you just come unraveled. You are literally a slave to that. Some people are anger junkies, or you are addicted to work, or you're addicted to porn, or you're addicted to all these other things which are rewiring your brain and taking how free you can be and shrinking it down. You are a slave to that thing. Uh, furthermore, you uh, uh, this is somewhere in the book of Romans. I think it's somewhere around like Romans 6, but you're either a, a Romans 7. You are a slave to sin or you're a slave to righteousness. This one's interesting in that you're either a slave to doing the right thing, meaning I have a conscience and I'm going to do that right thing. And if you're not that way, then you're not shackled to right doing and you will be shackled to wrongdoing. In this which case, you can't end your slavery, but you can uh, decide which one you are enslaved to. Now, somebody who is enslaved to doing the right thing now has a moral standard which can't be bullied uh, out of existence by a tyrant. There's this old adage of stand for something or you'll fall for anything. And this is so true when it comes to depravity. If you have a moral standard, as the uh, our founders did, I I recognize that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in that, uh, Jefferson, along with all of his buddies there, the founders, were recognizing our rights are ultimately given by God. And so kings or governments cannot abscond with those rights, and therefore, you can't take them. Now, if the rights didn't come from God and it did come from man, well, it's quite easy for you to say of like, hey, these rights can go here and that's yep, fine. They're just and now, privileges. They're that's just right. privileges. Instead of divine right, now yep. it's humanism. And humanism will drift and float like waves on the sea. You'll start from one place and say, this is evil in our generation, but it's good in a later generation because morality has now become unhinged from an unchanging moral lawgiver. And now it's relativistic. And if it's relativistic, it can change and drift over time. Friends, friends like you'll be tethered to something. You just need to choose that the thing that you're tethered to is the right thing, is the That's good right. thing, right? You're going to be tethered to something. Don't think that freedom's not being tethered. You'll be tethered to something. That's right. And mm-hmm. since you have this enslavement to right doing that that defies the current order, 
because uh, right now, as it stands, it's like everything I see Big Brother doing or everything I see in the media or big tech or all of our all of our institutions of power, whatever they call good, I call evil. I'm like, no, that that's sick. That's twisted. That's evil. That's crimes against humanity. And these are happening more and more. And everything I call good and wholesome, they call evil now. And so really what I'm seeing is even the destruction of politics in general. It's not politics. None of this is political discussion anymore. It was, and now that's gone. And now it just looks like good old fashioned good versus evil. That's what it looks like. You know, of like it's, and I don't want to come to that conclusion because of like every propaganda always seems to drift that where you dehumanize your opponent. Like if you're going to go to war, you're going to have kind of a nationalistic propaganda that push out to the people to help fuel support for the war. So this the the ends of this is a good thing, but it dehumanizes yeah. them, makes them seem like beasts and animal and senseless and and they need to be just butchered because they're just deserving of the worst kind of things. Uh, you know, if, and I, I don't want to run that risk. I, I remember being overseas, some of the Afghanis and Iraqis that I rubbed shoulders with, they deserve to die. They were terrible terrorists and they were evil. And it was quite obvious because of their acts of like, you could come to no other conclusion when greeted face to face with them. And then there was a, most of the folks here around of like, you know, we're giving Kim lights and Skittles to the kids and they're just kids being kids and playing. And then there was some great hosts and they'd invite us into their homes and they'd give us food and they really loved us and appreciated that we're there because they hated the terrorists more than we did. Those are the people that stole their land and killed their brother. You know, they hate them far more than we Mm. uh, ever could. And so what I couldn't do after being in these combat zones is just to face the foreign power and say, they're all evil and we're all good. And in the same way, I don't like doing that from a political standpoint of saying, oh, well, conservatisms or libertarians are the light and Democrats or the lefties are bad and like, but... It's very, very difficult to look at all these different areas of uh, pedophilia with minor attracted person, with the fentanyl of keeping the border opening, with human trafficking and sexual slavery, with the abortion, the leading cause of death in America right now, with our being taxed into financial ruin and slavery, with rampant corruption and manufactured vaccines or I mean, manufactured viruses with forced vaccine. It all just looks super evil. It looks so wildly authoritarian. It looks tyrannical. I read the Declaration of Independence today in its totality, and the grievances, uh, the long chain of abuses and usurpations was not nearly as bad as what I just listed. These are worse now. And I'm like, where do you go yeah. from there? Um uh, that is a question for another uh, mm-hmm. day, for sure. But what I see is is uh, we are slaves to sin or slaves to righteousness, and there's a holy war being waged mm-hmm. right now that is maniacal and evil, and that'll go into our final point of where we gain personal freedom. Uh, did you have something to say, Ben? Yeah, you looked I, like you were sitting on attack. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to a rep from Alliance Defending Freedom a couple years ago, and he, you know, I said to him, brother, how do you not be mad all the time? Because Alliance Defending Freedom, these are the guys, the law firm that brings cases uh, from the conservative cause all the way up to the Supreme Court and have won multiple times. He said, Ben, you know, I should be mad all the time, but I had an epiphany um, one day where it went that, um, that the people that I am battling against in the legal sphere— 
that I vehemently disagree with, that I consider the cause evil. Remember this, the Bible teaches us that these people are blind, yeah. and they are blind people that have fallen into a hole. You don't fault the blind person for falling into the hole. They're blind, they can't see it. You know, and so like, and he said, that's been a powerful antidote for the rage in my heart that at once time I was blind to, but for the illumination of the Lord Jesus, right? And so in their sin, they're blind. You know, you're talking about sin earlier. They have picked wrong causes. It has made them blind. And you also talked earlier about, may the font of our life for truth be large enough <laughs> that somehow, some way can even overcome blindness, right? That's that's the thought that I had uh, brewing as you were talking about. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to the the point is that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. It, it's it would be easier to just say, oh, that side is bad or that side is bad or these people are bad. That that's not what it is. It's not against flesh and blood. It's about it's against evil, and and that's the thing that we've got to keep in mind because that's the the real truth to the whole situation. John, weren't you saying something earlier today as we were power on for this? Weren't you saying something that um, you're choosing something every day? What was that? You, it was it was a thought that you were you were, you were riffing on. Was it freedom never needed to be won every day? Is that yeah, what you were talking I mean, about? A lot needs to be won every day, but yeah, you, you, freedom and personal autonomy, discipline. Uh, you know, freedom comes through discipline. You know, th- this is an ancient saying. This is back toward. Uh, the Aristotelian period back in, in the Hellenistic mm. era. And so of like, yeah, true discipline brings about freedom. And this is kind of a different way of coming at the uh, freedom from sin is if you just give over to your appetites all the time, you do exactly what you want and eat what you want and pursue pleasure every moment, then you're going to be a slave to those things. You're not going to have a meaningful life. You're not going to accomplish anything well. You're just going to be a useless fat body, you know, taking up space uh, until one day you die after living a meaningless life. So you'll have a meaningless death as well. And you're like, whoa, that's harsh. I'm like, yeah, it's a harsh reality. So so pointing out the reality is going to sound harsh. That sucks. We got to do something. We got to every day fight for freedom and we fight for purpose and we fight for holiness and we do it every single day and we never stop and grandstand on the laurels of the past accomplishments of every single day we get up anew and we go out and we try to live a life worthy of the calling that we've received the next and the last one i'll leave you guys with is kind of comes off the don't be a slave to sin and then uh be free in your minds through education and it's uh from solzhenitsyn uh Live not by lies, right? And so you see right now there's a propaganda war going on, and it's basically saying evil is now good and good is now evil. And they're trying to break down every category and destroy the way our minds work. And the ultimate goal is to demoralize you so that you're easy to control. They're influencing you until you've been so influenced that now you're easy uh, to manipulate and control. The ultimate goal The ultimate goal is to have you deny your own eyes and your own ears and your own reason. Mm. There is this tipping point in the book 1984 by George Orwell. And at the very end, the protagonist writes down two plus two equals five. And that's what he's been programmed to believe. He knew that that was not true. And there's nothing they could do to make him believe that. But little bit at a time, ultimately, they broke him. And his mind, being broken enough, remained broken. And so now, to him, 2 plus 2 
it equals five. And if they can get you to that point to deny what you saw with your own eyes during COVID or you, what you heard with your own ears on the news, and still you believed what they said instead, you knew it was a lie and then you believed it anyway, then they own you. Now you are perfectly controlled and there's no recourse against the tyrants. That's the goal is to break you with enough misery and lies so that you're perfectly demoralized. But it's not, they're not trying to get you to say two plus two equals four. They could have any other litmus test. What they landed on instead is that men can become women. Mm -hmm. Men can menstruate. Good call. Good call. Uh, men can have babies. And if they can get you to believe that and they can get you to say that, they own you. That's our you, 1984. You are, a, you are a stupid, easily controlled, completely manipulated slave, mentally, ideologically, spiritually. They own you. And that's the goal. And so the only way to fight against lies is to expose them. Uh, that's what you have. So you say, do not live by lies. Men cannot become women. Ever. You cannot do it. Now, a time is coming and has already come in other countries where they will not only deplatform you and cancel you, they will lock you up and fine you untold amounts of dollars for saying that. It's coming to the U.S. now. It'll be it'll be called it'll be churched up so that it sounds good and be like, "Yay, we're we're fighting for good." And I would be the evil one in this sense. It's like we're we're fighting against hate speech, love. Funny enough, in the book 1984, the Ministry of Love was a hateful institution, you know. And so, whatever was the uh, they had this ministry um, that would be antithetical; it'd be the exact opposite of what it actually did. Ministry of Love was Ministry of Hate. Mi- ministry of Peace was actually Ministry of War. And so, everything was upside down. And so, if you can destroy all the categories, this is what a man is. This is what a woman is. This is what healthy sexuality is. This is what a family is. This is what real freedom is. If they can destroy what all the words mean, and they can unhinge you from all reason, from your eyes and from your ears and from your very own thoughts, they can control you and do whatever they want. And that's the goal. And you're like, why? Because power is like that. Anyone that's ever had power wants more power. And if you've had more power, you want even more still, and you want it for longer. It's visceral. It is addictive, and that's what's happened. These are not good people, uh, and they're waging an entirely different kind of tyranny, and you've got to wake up. You've got to wake up right now. Live not li- by lies. Uh, avoid debt and gain financial freedom. Uh, work your way toward a homestead so that you can have the ultimate fail-safe of uh, freedom and autonomy, and make sure you never disarm so that you're able to meet force with force when the time comes. Uh, Do not be a slave to sin, but instead become a slave to righteousness. And I commend Jesus, the only way to salvation. Uh, Yeah, live not by lies. That is it. That's all you got, John. That's all I got. (laughs) That's all I got. It's it's ways to enjoy personal freedom so that we can live in a publicly free land, right? I like it. Good times. All right. It was hey, was that simple. All right, guys, that's it for the podcast today. My favorite segments, though, the dad joke section and, of course, the Q and ambush section, which is going longer and longer as we are getting so many fantastic questions and good just life advice that isn't going to naturally fall within the auspices of a major topic. You really need to check it out on Watch wpsn.com that's watch wpsn.com once you sign up you can download the app wherever you listen uh or wherever you know 
I don't know, iOS or Apple TV or Roku or all those places. And we'd appreciate the support. You will absolutely deem it worth it if you just check it out. Watch WPSN.com. That's it for you podcast guys. Uh, yeah, see you next time.